0: Welcome to the Leading Innovation Podcast. Let's learn how brilliant minds push the boundaries of innovation. Brought to you by B from 5 to 1.
1: What is up everybody? We're back again for another incredible show. And we've got a very special guest. Um, Adam Musa is someone who's actually built an incredible career path so far. He's gone ahead and worked from giants like Apple... Um, we were actually speaking, he was there when um, Jobs was still working at Apple. He was one of the first um, I- individuals, uh, user, user experience and community manager individuals involved at Wooshka, which is one of the largest podcasting companies in Australia. You went on to work at Foxtel. Um, you've run a lot of institutional environments where you're educating individuals, so you're a common instructor in General Assembly, teaching people about how to run a business. And uh, you run a very, very successful um, sports and digital marketing company um, from everyone from the NBA, if I'm not wrong. And you, you worked with people like um, Fan Gear, you've got Tucker Media, which is pretty cool. You've got Rewards Club as well, I think so. Um, and now you're running a sports and fan engagement platform called Bench Vote, which is uh, pretty. Uh, new system from what i can i can figure out but I'd, I'd, I'd love for you to explain that a little more but i think the main reasons why i wanted adam on board was because he's been in the ditches he's run a business he's run many businesses and he's helped other people build businesses and it'll be interesting to see how he came up with new innovative cycles to come out of the ditches so a lot of the questions for everyone listening will be built around how you started your company how you um, build bench, bench to where it is, why, you know, whether you've gone down the funding route or not the funding route and why you chose to go a certain path and some of the issues you faced, um, that other people can learn from when they are going down this funding cycle, um, and they're building their business. And since you come from a marketing background, it's important to understand how as a non-technical person, so, so to speak, how you built an automated a business almost and, and what approaches people can take and look out for in 2020 when it's starting
0: yeah, sure. Thanks for having me, Vahe as well. I appreciate okay. it. Easy. Yeah, so, yeah, I, tell I, us more about BenchFoot. Let's start yeah, off. Sure. With that. I, think, I think you're going to have to remind me of some of those questions. I forgot <laughs> the questions let's myself. So, let's yeah. start with what BenchFoot no, no, is. No, no worries. Okay. So, um, yeah, so Benchfoot is basically a digital marketing um, fan engagement solution. So, we work directly with uh, sort of elite level sporting clubs in Australia. So, across the AFL, across the A League, and so on and so forth. And we help uh, those clubs. That generally have a fairly small uh, internal digital capacity, so they generally don't have developers or uh, re, uh, or a lot of people that are kind of well versed in in sort of you know digital and social media. They generally have kind of one or two people, but not so many. Uh, we help them to kind of fill out that skill gap and by putting software in that place. So we help them to engage their fans to better um, activate and to better kind of uh, build better relationships with their sponsors and to increase the revenue in the club through jersey sales ticket sales that kind of thing all by actually kind of keep giving the fans great experiences on digital via social media and that kind of thing so basically bench was actually built uh, and it was actually spun out out of one of my older businesses so um, prior to running bench i had a consultancy called differential experiences which is actually mm-hmm. where i met fee Be- yep We've done a little bit of work together as well. So that was more of a broad sort of digital consultancy slash agency. So we were doing things like Facebook ads, uh, building you know kind of campaign websites and small WordPress builds, um, but a lot around the kind of digital marketing, creating digital strategy, SEO, and so on and so forth. Uh, but prior to that, my background was actually in sports and I'd worked previous jobs in working with, with the AFL, NRL, and so on and so forth. So I had a little bit of experience in that, but I'd kind of left that at that stage. And the whole thing with BenchVote was that it actually came around by chance. So it was just sheer luck that I ended up doing this because we had a couple of clients uh, that had come to us and asked us for some work that we'd done um, a few years back, um, a few projects that they'd seen. And they said, hey, you know, can we can you do something like this for us as well? Uh, and but a couple of years prior when we were doing some of those jobs with some of those other uh, with some of those other clients uh myself and, and and my senior developer at the time we had this idea we said well, wouldn't it be really cool if we could you know kind of offer these fan experiences but put a layer of software around it so rather than it working through that traditional agency approach where you get a brief you have to um, kind of cost it up give them a timeline and get the client to approve it or not approve it uh, let's see if we can just kind of get rid of that entire process and put software around it. So we sell them a software license, they can create it themselves. So it becomes a done for you service more or less where they can capture it, a DIY service, I should say, uh, where they can kind of sort it out themselves. So how the whole business kind of came about was, uh, I'm a big believer in not building anything until you actually have a customer to prove that that there's actually a market need. I I don't like spending time and effort in actually building uh, products and solutions and concepts that I don't know if there's a market for yet. I'm a big believer in market so validation. So how do you validate that? So the actual way that we validated was really simple. <laughs> and it's actually kind of agricultural um, in a lot of ways, was that I basically mocked up the way that BenchVote would work in a PowerPoint presentation, yeah. and we presented it to the client. You know, we, yeah. we, were, we were absolutely confident that we could build it. And, yeah. and that's the other key thing is that, um, I would never recommend doing that unless you are absolutely certain that you can deliver on it. And because we had delivered many, many projects like that prior, we were 110% mm. confident that we could do it if the client mm. said, yeah, sure, that sounds like a good idea, mm. which they did. Um, and it was the Rugby League World Cup 2017, which is a huge event seen worldwide, you know, televised, mm. all that kind of thing. And we worked with them directly to make it happen because... It was happening in Australia uh, and the way that we got it funded was we were again we were very lucky because um, we didn't actually ask the client for a, for a dollar we just asked them that you know do you like this concept uh, and is this something you would use and once they said yes uh, I, I looked to apply for the Jobs to New South Wales MVP grant uh, which again was a bit of a risk because I was basically kind of putting that getting our funding from a completely different Place which was the New South Wales government, so everyone who pays their taxes, thanks very much for that. <laughs> uh, But you know, I mean, we're still in business, which is you know, which yeah. means that that it was obviously worth it, yeah. Um, and, and it wasn't a huge amount either, you know, we're not talking hundreds of thousands yeah. or anything like that, it was a very, very modest amount of money yeah. actually. But we used that, and all of, because part of that grant, we actually didn't need the client to pay us any money, that was actually a stipulation of the grant. Uh, we just said look if you can sign off if you can say that yes you agree in in writing that you agree to use this uh, platform then we'll go ahead and kind of um, you know kind of push for the ground so it was basically a win-win for everybody we got software out of it the client got um, a great solution then obviously jobs new south wales got a great software case study out of it as well we we're only two out of that cohort that were actually producing real software so yeah it, that was kind of the 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 whole sort of nexus of how of how benchmark came about and then from there We found our second client, which was our first paid client in the NBL. And from there we've just been growing and growing and growing. Last year we were working with about uh, four different AFL clubs. This year we've kind of moved out of just pure sports and working more with brands, with agencies as well. So it's really kind of started from there.
1: Okay. So if, if I were to summarize that, you literally just went to the PowerPoint presentation, went to a customer, told them to sort what we're building. Do you think that works anymore? Because obviously, I, really I do.
0: That. I do. But I, I think that uh, so the way that I would look at it is um, it wasn't just a PowerPoint presentation of a slide deck of this is conceptually what it's going to look like. We actually mocked up the entire thing. So the UX was completely different. Yeah, so
1: you still feel just like with UX you can go ahead and actually acquire a customer and then get the a- Absolutely, to pay. yeah. Okay, but but I think fair.
0: the key thing that people need to remember is that you know you, you shouldn't write checks that you can't cash. Yeah. And not. you shouldn't go out and create these presentations and, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. mock ups. Yeah. Because you know, it came pretty close to us and I, I don't know if I should say this or not, where mm. we basically kind of said that we had it done which to an extent we actually did because we already had the application that they wanted specifically Mm. built we were just building this layer of software around it where it became a diy sort of thing Mm. so it and it only took us two weeks to actually build that forum so we knew that we had the time to do it and as long as they said yes we would get it done from Mm. day one so i would say that yes it still does work Um, it's a lot harder because if you don't have a product there that you can actually demo and show in real life Um, Sometimes I find that people will kind of use that to their advantage and and, and try and, you know, kind of stiff you a little bit on how much money you can charge and so forth. So it's also about having a good relationship with the person that you are actually, uh, you've got on the other side of the table. I knew the person that we were selling to, so she already trusted me. If you're going in cold, I think it can be really difficult. but. I'm still a big believer of don't build it until you've Unch- got... Yeah, that's even, right. Even, even if you're only charging 10% of what you can charge... Yeah, at least like have something... Yeah, because yeah. then you've got proof that if I've
1: got one customer,
0: I can find more. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. And how much of that doesn't have to do with, do you think, coming up with your own idea? What What are your thoughts behind just getting validation based upon cust- uh, competitors? Do you think just seeing how competitors exist and like, cool, there's, there's five people that do somewhat similar stuff. Yeah. I want to do something marginally better. Yeah. Um, but i is that good enough for me to just not validate anymore? I, I think that that means
0: that the market exists. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you can do it. Right. Which is a huge... A very subtle but a massively different thing because right. we we have competitors as well. Who I actually found out after I'd built the business, I found mm. out that we had competitors. Mm. I knew there were a few people knocking around, but I only found out the true scope of it when I after we'd actually built realized, it. Yeah. But the the thing is, of course, and depending on the industry that you're that you're in, I'm in the sports industry, obviously, which is a very small, very tightly knit uh, market where everybody knows everybody. So your um, your reputation is really key because it gets around very quickly. I've, I've in workshops that I've run before you know I've had people that work in that have trying to build products in medical devices and so on and so forth. like again very kind of niche industries where it's very hard to crack into so just because you have competitors doesn't necessarily mean that you can do it because if you don't have those you know if you don't have those um, right connections if you don't know the people that can open the doors, that kind of thing. If I had done bench and I had not been in the sports of industry, course, yeah, I would yeah, have failed. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. just getting in is so hard. Yeah.
1: I think that's a big conception people get. I don't know if you've heard about the Brex guys. Um, they, yeah. raised, uh, they were $2.5 billion in just two years time. Yeah. And people are like, oh yeah, 22-year-olds running a credit card company. You know, I can, I can do that. And I think if you listen to Henrik, who's uh, Henrik I think so, who's the CEO, he's like, yeah. they ran one of the largest payment platforms in Brazil. Exactly, right? that's right. They've got connections, they know the pain points of FinTech, they understand how payment processing works, yeah. and then they went on to do this. Yeah. So-
0: there's, there's that famous quote right that everybody thinks that you know it's about overnight i can't remember the exact the quote but it's success. about overnight successes right but people don't don't know about the two or three years that yeah, you probably yeah, yeah. spent yeah. going through it and and really yeah. you know kind of working yeah. hard and toiling Absolutely. to become a quote-unquote overnight, overnight success. success there's no such thing in my opinion so
1: have you have you gone down the funding route what are your thoughts no on
0: that? no i haven't actually um and uh, I've, I've been toying with the idea of funding and no funding for a very long time. I was always a staunch believer of not funding, mm. of mm. kind of bootstrapping and that mm. kind of thing. And then about r- roughly about this time last year, I changed my mind. Okay. And I looked to go okay. down the funding route. And yeah. the... I'm not necessarily saying that everybody will be in this situation, but the situation that I was in was that we were so deep and in the thick of actually acquiring customers and building stuff into mm. the product was that I just physically could not find time to actually go out and, you know, and, and find investors. And Understood, that kind of, yeah. Yeah, I was doing pitch nights and that sort of thing as well, but then actually finding, you know, uh, mm. other sort of, you know, kind of high mm. net worth individuals, that sort of thing, it was just impossible for, for me to do and still keep building venture because it's a bit of a double-edged sword. You can either keep it's a full-time job in itself you know Mm. that right that actually finding capital it is it's a full-time job i'm going through
1: it right now and yeah absolutely and whilst i whilst i get it i think it's it's literally it's like finding a job it's like yeah uh if you're jobless and you're finding a job you will go 10 days without it and you will feel like you've achieved nothing Nothing. but you've done so much because you've applied to 100 jobs and then you're getting responses back but um, it's, a, it's, it's just, I feel like the funding, right. there. there needs to be a startup that solves funding as itself. <laughs> and like, why people like, why But you advising exists. a business like that at the moment? Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's so interesting because it's such a hit and miss situation, right? And yeah. I was talking I know we're going a off topic over here, but I was talking to someone about this and we're like, what, why is it so fundamentally different where a lot of companies, as VCs and investors, angels, whatever feel so, um, Uh, have such a big form where they're like, oh shit, I could have, like, I mean, I I don't know, uh, for example, to Canva as an example, Mm. right? Obviously, there's some people who said no to Canva. Melanie said there were 180 people people who said no to Canva. Clearly, they're one of the most successful startups in Australia. So, what was the fundamental difference in one person understanding the perception of what Canva is and other person saying no? I mean, Spade of spade, right? I mean, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. I think it comes down to the individual investors, kind of a like what they know.
0: Well, that's what I mean. As like as it's like yeah, democratizing yeah, yeah. that system and yeah. like just
1: having a, a processing that, look, you need to do this, this and this, and it will be spade of spade. And at that point in time, what investors don't come in and come in will be based upon very set factors. They just don't like you. They don't know the space or idea and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Right. Versus like, oh, shit. I was going to be one of the first investors of Kemal where you fucking were Yeah, went. should so, have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, yeah. I, I think
0: it's also an Australian thing, right? Yeah. It, it yeah. is that the, the risk appetite in Australia is so low it's, compared it's to... It's so tiny. It is, dude. yeah. And, and and that's the thing. Even even for a business like us, which on paper, you know, kind of sounds like it's an amazing success story, Anyway, yeah. you know, we've, we've, we went straight from, you know, kind of having Idea nothing all the way through to, yeah. to, to these huge, you know, kind of, yeah. you know, household names in yeah. Australian sports you know the amount of no's that we would get or that oh you're a bit early <laughs> a bit early was the was the most was the most important well yeah. sorry was the most common, common thing that we yeah. would hear and I said, well, you know, if you're an early stage, fee, like, what's too early? I mean, we've got traction. Like, this is proof, you know. We've yeah. done six figures in uh, revenue in our yeah. first, you know, almost 24 yeah. months. Like, yeah. what do you want from us? Like, yeah. how much more can I prove to you that? that like, this is an update. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, it's so frustrating. And so, I, I've basically, you know, we spent loads of money, you know, kind of creating, getting lawyers to, you know, kind of do all of our documentation so yeah, on and so forth. Yeah, and now yeah. I've just basically put it all in the bin and just say, screw it. I just wanna make this work myself, you know, we'll, yeah, and then you accept it, right? Because there are trade offs of both. You know, obviously you give up a lot of equity but you get a lot of cash up front, so your mm-hmm. cash flow situation becomes different. But keeping all that equity yourself and literally chart, you know, you'll grow slower, but you have complete control over how you
1: yeah. grow. So but, I've always been a big fan of that approach. Have you heard of a company called Notion? Notion, Notion, no, no, no. you should check them out. They're basically like, I don't know what they are. There's basically a work tool for everything. Like there's a, they're a combination of Google Drive, Airtable, yeah, yeah, yeah. Air um, everything, right? It's yeah. an interesting pro- Check them out, right? They're like an Evernote replacement. And yeah. um, they have a fantastic story because the two founders sort of started the company, got some sort of bootstrap money. Yeah. Uh, VC said no to them left, right, and center. Yeah. Um, they ran out of cash. They flew to Japan. And took a tiny apartment in Japan yeah. and the two of the founders supposedly literally would, would sit in their underwear and they just like code all day <laughs> and out, design and code every yeah. single day. Um, they got funded for their seed fund, hear this out, um, and they're valued at $900 million wow. for their first investment. Yeah. Why? Because they also, to take into consideration, they've got 1 million paying customers. Um, which is unheard of by most people, right? So, um, but it was such a slow and, and oil-burned growth. For like sure. those five, six yeah. years of like, yeah, you know, exactly. building the whole uh, thing.
0: Uh, right. Like I've, I've had, uh, I've been lucky that I've had investors that have been willing to put in personal money they're like, I back you, Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, kind yeah. of thing, which is really nice. But I haven't taken their money because I said, yeah. look, well, right now, even uh, like... I don't know. Yeah, yeah, even I don't know what this yeah. is going to end up being. And yeah. that's completely fine as well. Like I, the, the thing with benchford is that I don't have this like kind of grand vision of... What sure. it will be like in ten or so years? I'm happy for the market to dictate that, yeah. which, and I'm happy to be flexible around that. But and there's
1: always a combination with yeah, any company, right? Yeah. It's like it starts off being something and ends up being something, it's something else. Something completely different, yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: And and you know when you talk about bootstrap businesses, right? The ones that people always forget conveniently, are Mailchimp is a completely yeah. bootstrap business, right? And it's the yeah. biggest email marketing software in the world, right? right um, Basecamp as well for project management. Yeah that you know like you read their blogs it's yeah. all well, just, basecamp is so anti you know, the, yeah they they fight the fight you know right oh, it's it's like, a re- it's almost like a religious sermon of why you should not raise money it, it's crazy cuz yeah. um,
1: i'm actually listening to i love audiobooks. books i'm listening to rework by jason friedman right yeah, 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 um, yeah. the guy who owns uh basecamp, basecamp. Yeah, yeah. and i'm obviously going through a funding round right now and i'm reading his book and it's such a counter to the entire yeah, cuz yeah, yeah, he's yeah, literally yeah. like why would you start a company to sell it the entire concept doesn't make sense you know for profit no for profit it's the, the way they've done yeah. it is just incredible. Yeah. And, 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 and it,
0: to them. it's always about personal i think it's, it always comes down to what it's your personal approach op- yeah absolutely opinion is about you know raising money and not yeah. raising money um but I, I think the way that it'll happen for us is that we'll keep going for a few more years bootstrap and just keep growing organically mm. and then mm. if we do finally do a series like it'll be a big one but yeah, so yeah, yeah. we know exactly it's like what a notion we're doing sort of situation where yeah. you're just
1: doing it and then eventually you're so you've you sustainable yeah so you're we've cracked it,
0: to, it. Yeah, yeah exactly and then it's just scale money basically
1: so as a marketer i'm gonna i'm gonna run into yeah. a few questions with you is how has it changed in 2020
0: marketing in general
1: yeah in general because obviously you've been doing this for a long long time Just obviously at more than 10 15 years you've been doing this yeah, space. yeah so um you've obviously gone through the grind of it so how can as a it's, it's always an interesting topic that i get with every Person, yeah. Right? The first thing is how do I find my first hundred customers? My question yeah. to them is: if you don't know where to find your first hundred customers, why are you even building this? Why are you even doing this? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so Spot let's start point. with that. First exactly. Thing, right? yeah. But let's assume a situation where people are like, yeah, cool, I love this idea, sounds great, etc. Et yeah. But how do you acquire your first hundred customers?
0: So I'll use Benchvote as an example. So my, my previous businesses were all through you know kind of word of mouth networking through people that I knew and so on and so forth. So it was very much a referral based business. But for Benchvote, because we were kind of starting from from scratch, because it had been such a a long time since I'd been in that industry, everyone had kind of moved on and we were basically from day one. Um, my personal kind of approach to that is that um, social media and those kinds of things, because we're a purely B2B software, it's a very niche business, completely useless for us aside from, you know, kind of building uh, awareness and you know, obviously doing what you and I are doing right now and podcasting, building thought leadership, et cetera, et cetera. But having a Facebook page would mean nothing for us, you know, so it's all really LinkedIn is kind of the, the, the key place for us to go. Yeah. Um, but how we built our first customers was, uh, I, I can't remember who I read this from, but there's a concept called a, your power base. Uh, and I can't remember who, who coined mm. this. Uh, you, you might know mm. V, but I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head who it was. But basically, whenever you're trying to start a business or so, write, create a spreadsheet of all the people who you know that are vaguely, you know, kind of within that circle of that industry that you're looking at. Grant Cardone. So, Grant, was it Grant Cardone? Yeah, there must Grant be it. Yeah. Was it 10x or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, okay. Grant, I think Grant. I read. I think I heard this I before. Actually I actually like heard that book. Grant. I mean, as much as. Oh, I'm, the, a, I'm a huge believer of 10x rule. Yeah, like, I live. I live by that. When like, you come you, to my office it's just 10x. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess that's one thing that I should yeah. say as well is that 10x rule. Like, you have to live by that because yeah. whatever you think yeah. is going, going to take 10 times that effort. That's a guarantee. So completely on on board with that. Think
1: 10 times bigger. It's going to take 10 times. more. It's going to take 10 times more. It's going to be 10
0: times harder than you think it will be you just need to do it for sure yeah. so what i did was basically i just put together a spreadsheet of people that who do i know or who do i still know that i can get in touch with who might be able to put me in touch with somebody that i can have a chat with so i think i put down a list of maybe about 40 or 50 people and then out of those there was maybe 10 people that i could speak to one of them was actually a client from an old business who i didn't have a, a the best of working relations so i was handballed a project and we didn't really sure. get along yeah but i thought you know what it's been a couple of years I'll reach out to him and you know maybe we'll leave the past be the past and we'll go in and see what and see you know if Mm. we can do something now because this is completely different to what we're Mm. doing prior I was an employee then so Mm. it wasn't really my fault whatever I got back in touch with him, and he was just really friendly and cordial, and all that kind of thing. And he actually put us in touch with our second club. The first time that ever paid his money, Uh, which was the NBL. Because you don't ask, you don't get, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, spot on. Like you know, if you you've got to be in it to win it, and if you never try, you never go. And and it took a lot from me as well to think, okay, I didn't have a good relationship with this guy, but I'm gonna try again and he was just very friendly he was yeah. like yeah you know whatever happened like that's fine whatever yeah. and luckily the NB, the the owner of the NBL was an investor in his business mm. just i didn't know that at the mm. time but that's what i that's exactly what you said right mm. if you never ask you don't know and through me that was just a sheer coincidence mm. so that was how i got my first uh, paying customer then from there um, and what still works to, for us to this day is email like cold email has has been really key really? for us
1: in 2020 I think even cold email has do. a place
0: absolutely yeah yeah so Love working this. so you and i are big you know we, we've we've talked about this before about using kind of linkedin to find email so, or to scrape yeah, emails yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. use cold email to book in yeah. meetings it works for us because we've got case studies we've got really big names that we can so name can, drop. You,
1: can you educate the audience on how a cold email should be written
0: um yeah let me have a think about that so 99% actually if you want to learn more about cold emailing I do run classes at general assembly well, on cold emailing so just a shameless plug there Hashtag plug. <laughs> <laughs> but long story short like probably 90% of uh, of it is going to be the um the subject line so writing you know writing paragraphs and paragraphs of really important copy and stuff like that in the email it's all completely useless nobody actually clicks on the email yeah, yeah, yeah. completely yeah. pointless yeah. because what's the point right yeah. so you've got to test different lines i find that having numbers and stats in there of of you know kind yeah. of numbers that are unbelievable something that you're doing uh, some value that you deliver in your business that is completely mm. uh, it's almost impossible mm. right and we were lucky because we had some really strong numbers when we started that would are like that, so people would look at that and would say, "Oh, that's too good to be true." Would want to click into there. And then it was just about saying, hey, you know, we work with other businesses in your yeah, in stuff your stuff. space and these are the results that we've been delivering. So,
1: so if I can break that down, you've basically said something bold and out there, which I think is the case. With but it's market. got to be true. Statistic, right? Yeah, it has to be true. Yeah, yeah right. statistically correct. So numbers are what people go yeah. with. And then you create familiarity by saying people in my similar space, in your correct. similar space That's have done this. Exactly and right. I can yeah. achieve this. And then, boop, you're on a book and a million Yeah, and then,
0: and then, yeah. And then, yeah it's always about, you know, are, are you free to, to...
1: Catch up and... To,
0: yeah, to, are yeah. you free for me to take you through or would you like to learn more, yeah, yeah, right? So don't necessarily try and book in a meeting on the first one, but sure. it's always... I always like to kind of use the marker of, okay, this is what we do. Are you interested in learning more? Yes or no. If that person says yes, then book in sure, the time, sure, right? Sure, sure, um, Or try permission and get marketing. Them to, Yeah, permission marketing, yeah. but it's done in that sort of cold yeah, fashion, right? Much, Where nice. it's... Yeah, it's not, you know, kind of through through the Seth Godin way yes. it's slightly different but yeah it's that way so I, I'm still a big believer in, in email cold in emails, cold emails. Cool. it's not going to work for everybody yeah. um, it it, all, it really works for us because again we're B2B and we're very niche Yeah. so yeah. actually finding email addresses is not that hard yeah. uh, and also uh, like that's the only way that we're really going to get cut through sure, sure, sure. so it's not going to work for everybody but that's what's always worked for us and I think it will continue to work for us for the foreseeable future as well we're doing more. I'm doing obviously, you know, kind of podcasting and yeah, things yeah. like that as well, and doing a bit more on LinkedIn. You've got to be where your your customers are, and I'm a I'm a big believer in not in not having too many social accounts.
1: Okay. So yeah, I find that, that a lot fair.
0: of people will have a Facebook, Instagram, exactly. Snapchat, LinkedIn, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, blah blah blah, and you're like, yeah. well, that becomes a full time job in itself just to manage the damn it thing. It really is. Yeah. And each one, you've got to have your own unique. Uh, Identity, absolutely. yeah, they, they've you got to be unique. You can't yeah. just spread content across can, all of them, right? The tonality so, changes for each of them. Uh, I would say just you know stick to one maximum two social networks. Yeah, uh, and maybe if you want to count email in that, you can do. So two. that's
1: product product market like market fit channels. So like I mean, yeah, if you're, of course, for us it's LinkedIn. If it's yeah. you know
0: if you're a B two C brand, then it's got to be you know uh, Instagram, Instagram, or, TikTok, or whatever it is exactly have you you looked
1: into tiktok much Uh, not anymore (laughs) i've watched
0: it actually i've I've seen it i think it's a pretty cool idea like i I saw recently that the wwe have just created an official tiktok account it's crazy They're 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 blowing up licensing music left right and center to do stuff like that i I don't know jury's out and i don't know how much i don't know for how long it's going to be allowed in in, or going to be let me say quote-unquote uh, an open platform because it's obviously a Chinese yeah, company.
1: ByteDance owns it. And I, I, I think,
0: d- I don't know how quickly until politically yeah. it's not,
1: you know what favorite. people, yeah, that's fair. Oh, Cause <laughs> all the data is hitting Chinese service. Right. So I think one thing people tend to realize is like, Oh, TikTok is blowing up and growing. No one knows that it's actually five year old company. You know that? Yeah. They've been around for five and a half years. Um, so they were called musically first and got shut down, I think for like child pornography or some shit like that. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, wow. so, um, I remember downloading music. Even See, look, I'm, I'm trying to build a TikTok audience and stuff as well, but I can tell you this for sure. If you download TikTok the first time, you almost need to, you know, suck it in and just, like, close your gut and sort of power through the first 10, 15 videos of very disturbing, like, young children, right? Um, obviously very provocative in the way they are. Um, and once you power through that, then your feed sort of gets optimized to see yeah. the content you want. But it's a, uh, Oh, I see. So you gotta let, you gotta, oh, wait man, for you gotta, to you, gotta work, actually uh, work for you TikTok yeah. powers through and gives you the, as close as it can to nudity as quickly as it can. It's oh, a, geez. And it's usually about like 12 to, I don't know what you can, I what I see as 12 That's to my 17 up. year old girls, um, yeah. usually or guys as well, to be honest oh. with you. It's a, it's an interesting platform is all I'll but say. But then once the algorithm... But changed, once it sees it's, out, what, it's actually what, pretty what, decent what, what content. Your, yeah. Um, yeah, what, what you're so like right now, to. most of mine is like shit like GIV and like other marketers and this and mm. that. But until I got to that point, um, I tic- deleted TikTok problems. three times from my phone because <laughs> I was generally scared if someone saw this on my phone, yeah, they would put me in for something, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It was that disturbing. Yeah. Musical.ly was 10 times worse because Musical.ly, when it was called Musical.ly, their most popular content creator was 11. 11 year old had, I think, 12 and a half million followers yeah. and they got consent from their parents saying, oh yeah, we got consent from their parents saying it's okay. I'm like, Dude, you're putting 11 and a half year old kids, 12 year old kids, giving them uh, 12 million followers and you've got no like restrictions, Boundaries. Yeah, or, yeah, for yeah who yeah. can interact with them, yeah. who cannot. And your gauge is that, oh, mom and dad said, okay. Mom and dad might be just using that kid to get their way through. Which yeah, well, mom and dad was,
0: probably don't even know what the hell's yeah. actually oh, going yeah, on, like, right? Yeah.
1: So anyway, side the topic. Um, so jumping back into the the thing for 2020 marketing trends, I think uh, we'll come close to the end of the show. And what I wanted to ask you is, if you wanted to give people three tips or four tips, um, I come to you as a consultant, uh, Saying, hey Adam, I've started this company. Um I'm trying to acquire my customers. Here's my persona, here's my audience. I know a bunch of things. What do I do? Do I start with email marketing? Do I oh how do I net what 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 do I do? It's twenty twenty, things are different mm. now, people do not care about chatbots are no longer, you know, cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, what do yeah, I do yeah. now? How do I start a company in twenty twenty? Uh,
0: so uh, um, the what what the first thing that I would always say is leave leave the gimmicks at the door. And that's, you know, kind of trying to go 20, you know, 2020, 2019 trends, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm a big believer in that if it works, if it worked five years ago, it'll still probably work today. You've just got to make sure that you're, you've got to, you've got to fish where the fish are basically, right? Again, very hackneyed kind of, you know, um, quote that people try to say, but it's the the truth, right? Mm. Is that if you've got if you if none of your audience is on TikTok, why the hell are why you on TikTok? TikTok? Yeah. Right? Like I mean, you're yeah. personally fine, whatever. But if you're trying to acquire um customers, you know, customers yeah. You've you've got to do that research and, and the good thing is like that but you can use tools like SimilarWeb and whatnot, the um, hrefs as well, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to look for content and that kind of thing. So you can start to do a bit of analysis and try and understand, okay, well, where are my audience? Or look at what your competitors are doing mm-hmm. as well, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you're trying to build, you know, kind of cheap disposable watches like Daniel Wellington, well, what's working for Daniel Wellington today? Is it still Instagram? Is it, you know, have they moved on to TikTok? Have they moved on to, you know, God knows what? So that kind of thing. Um, I I I don't like to do the flavor of the month kind of marketing. I'm I, I don't like that sort of thing because then you're just constantly following. Yeah, catch trends, up that's right? Yeah. Unless, but I will caveat that that if your audience is like that and they're onto the next big thing, then you should totally do that. Yeah. So I'm a like maybe reactive is probably not it probably comes out not in the best way so you're but a sustainable marketing is yeah you're to sustainability yeah. is absolutely yeah. the key thing Rather right? Is the, it, don't don't try and be on next everything at once hack and, yeah. yeah own one channel and absolutely Blow it crush up. it on yeah. one channel but yeah. that channel has got to be where your audience are, Definitely are is, yeah. and where they're willing to buy from you sure. right that's also that's the a key, key yeah
1: like yeah. if I don't want to go to a place of leisure and then try sell product yeah exactly it's like if,
0: if you've got you know 2 or 3 million people on Instagram um, but you know that you know like you're Getting less than what you know, if you're getting point one conversion. of a percent yes. of a conversion rate yeah. off that channel, well, should it really be where you're spending your time? But whereas if Facebook, you know, and everyone's talking about our Facebook's, you know, kind of it's lost its way, but yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. bullshit at the yeah. end of the day because yeah. they haven't. They I mean they just acquire no, a user base Yeah, just right? people
1: say that all the time. It's, Facebook's it's all not bolus, going anywhere. Right, at the end it's of the day, Facebook's but, not going anywhere. You know, if
0: your conversion rates are four, five, six, seven percent on Facebook and you've got a smaller following well clearly that's where you should be putting your money and I think right that's in what time.
1: people tend to get lost is the whole vanity metric cycle and that's the yeah. issue with like TikTok and I see a lot of these consultants etc coming out grow your followers up and stuff I was like to be honest that's the same situation that happened to Instagram 12 years sorry yeah. 4 or 5 years ago like is someone comes and grow deal. your following up but then you've diluted your reach because yeah. now you've got all sorts of random fuckers on that platform exactly, who yeah. are not going to convert or buy your products so, it's like you know The size of followings, just vanity, really. It's vanity metrics. Well, I think it comes down to the intent as well, right? If people realize that I'm doing this to make money versus I'm doing this to become, you know, tout my own ego, boost myself up, sure. If you're you're trying to be
0: be Gary Vee, then he probably doesn't give a shit if Uh, he he makes money off of his social media or not. So he can target everyone,
1: but most people are trying to build a business out of it. Spot on, yeah, exactly. Um, So so to jump onto the last question I ask every guest is what is the one motto that you live by right now? Uh, you know that can be everything and everything. So mine right now is if you don't ask, you don't get. At this current phase, yeah, because um, I'm r- raising around. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, that, well, yeah, then that's yeah. very good advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's my that's my current motto. But like, what what where do you stay? Uh, what are you sort of following right now?
0: Um, I don't have one specific one, but the the there are a few ones that I've always tried to, to What's the me? one that
1: comes closest to your head? Right for me,
0: it's always. Don't be an asshole. It's always the biggest one. So that means that, you know, if somebody, like, even if you, even if there are, like, let's say, if there are deals on the table or if there are people that you're speaking to that, you know, that you feel are, you know, kind of sucking time from you, but you you Mm. feel like they may be able to get you in a direction, Mm. take the risk. So just just recently, we've, we've, we've just brought on some really big deals that uh, which I can't announce yet, mm-hmm. but you know, there the, are the press releases coming soon for that sort of stuff. But, yeah. but they've all happened through, you know, and they've been kind of, you know, almost three to four month build cycles, sorry, um, sales cycles, like really, really long sales cycles. Uh, and st- all started off with very small deals, and have now become very big ones. Right. So even if it's like, oh, you know, I don't know if it's worth my time or so. Yeah. If you're starting off, everything is worth your fucking yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, Literally, yeah. Literally, you've yeah, got nothing yeah, going yeah, on right now, right? Yeah. You take yeah. everything that's thrown your way. Yeah, you say yeah, yeah, yes yeah. to it's every meeting. project. Yeah. You say yes to anybody who's coming to you advice. You just keep saying yes, 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 yes. yes, 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 yes. yes. Interesting. Because you have, you don't have the luxury of being able to say no. Say no, no, yeah, yeah. Right, so I think that's a key thing is that I find a lot of people like, oh yeah, well, you know, I don't know if it's going to be worth my time. So like, motherfucker, you've got nothing (laughs) going on right now. Like, you don't have a business, you have zero dollars in revenue. Yeah. Like, everything is worth your time yeah. meet everybody you can yeah. take everybody out for coffee yeah. just do anything you can because you've got to build that trust first trust Absolutely. is the most important thing <laughs> Absolutely. and sales don't come without somebody <laughs> trusting you that's so true. build the
1: trust that's true well there you go guys you've yeah. got it you've heard it from themselves, from Adam the if you want to grow your business, do whatever you can to make it happen and don't have an attitude, I guess, when you're starting off. Because um, uh, that's how I met you as well, right? Well, that's like, true. We just don't... pushed through and we finally got to meet each other. So you're right. I, I think yeah. that the people often, and I might have done this in the past as well, is they often confuse their achievements with what people perceive as their current achievements so and what I mean by that is just because you've had a successful business before yeah. it does not mean a customer owes you money yeah you've got to um, leave, your yeah, you really. leave your ego at the door yeah you've got to leave your ego to go people start businesses to
0: fuel their ego but yeah. really actually starting a business and I mean, going through that chasm S- starting a business is a very humble humbles thing. the fuck out yeah, of so exactly. hard you think it you're really good at
1: does. shit you think your boss is bad? You think this is hard? Yeah, and yeah. If you, have, if you have
0: a bad boss, if you're trying, uh, so I guess one thing I'll say yeah. is because I, I see this all the time in my yeah. workshops is that people say, oh, you know, I don't like my job and stuff like that. It's like, get a better job. Don't yeah. start yeah. a business because yeah. if you think that fight, working is hard, you have work for a bad idea what you're in for. Yeah. you like,
1: work for a bad client, and you don't know what a bad boss actually is. Like, yeah, fight, yeah. Or, or and then starting your own business you. is, is a world of hurt. You know, it's yeah. taken
0: us three years up to a point where I can, you know, to up to a point where we're actually, you know, kind of almost. In a
1: stage where we're really kind of financially secure, and now yeah, this is yeah, an actual yeah. real business, yeah. it took us three that's, years to get. Three years—that's a thousand days. People don't realize that's a lot. Yeah, man,
0: and, yeah. and 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 I'm I'm definitely not the only one who's done who has been through that situation yeah. and and that kind of thing. And you know, some people do it much quicker, some people do it much slower, yeah. that kind of thing. But um, if you're if you're ever trying to start a job because you know you've had bad experiences working for people, that's a terrible idea to yeah, start a business. business. Like that's a terrible reason
1: why. Yeah. right. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I think. Um, and I think uh, whilst that, whilst this might end up being controversial and people won't like me, I do feel like um, the entire Gary Vaynerchuk mindset has a large proponent to it because oh, he gets God. so aggressive. Uh, don't don't really, even get yeah, started. I think we'll take this, this off because I yeah 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 yeah. I, whilst well, I was a big fan of a lot of things he says, I the, think nowadays he's just yeah. On an agenda. I,
0: I, I I can't tell you how much I disagree with his opinion of grind grind work yeah, work yeah, work. Yeah, work. Yeah, 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 you yeah. have to, especially when you you and I were both we, we've spoken about this before. Yeah your mental health is so important. Yeah, that it, it completely you. burn destroys out you. so quickly yeah, if you do that. You, so. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And if yeah. you listen to people like him, it sounds like, oh, you know, in one or two, it's, two years, call it strug- I can have a you know, yeah. a, a
1: seven-figure business. Struggle porn is what people call it, right? It's almost oh, like they, he sells you pain and you're like, oh, wow, this is actually what it's meant to be. And you don't realize. And I, I went through this as well where I was yeah. actually, when I was, and I, someone else said this really well, which is a counter of what Gary says, and I loved it, um, is that... Um, no one successful is working hard, and I was like, yeah. well, "What do you mean by that?" And he's like, "Look at it. Have you ever seen Zuckerberg talk about how hard his life is? Have yeah. you heard Bezos talk about how hard yeah, his life exactly. is? Elon Musk talks about it, but yeah. that's because his business is suffering, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. still making money, still growing. It. Money. It's still yeah, growing. Yeah, sure. But have you seen any other big company founder who, if they're like Gary Vee, yeah, like Bill talking, Gates or yeah, whoever? no yeah, one yeah. talks about how how hard. that's just because they figured it out, right? Exactly. And if you're, and someone said if, uh, who said it? um. If you're working hard, you should either be learning a lot or making a lot. If you're doing neither of the two, then you should be stopping what you're doing. And yeah. you're you know, you working hard in a destructive manner. Anyway, exactly. the topic's going <laughs> off. Um, hopefully, you guys had uh, learned something out of this show. Um, Adam, where can they find you if they want to get in touch with you? Uh,
0: just LinkedIn. Adam Musa, M-U-S-S-A is probably the, the best the way to find me. I'll put the link in the description. Of the oh, anyway. Perfect. Yeah, Easy. Cool. All
1: right. Well, thanks, man. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. You too.